what happens is that again, like um, I, I think I mentioned this point at the beginning, like we, we physicians are highly educated, like but specifically in medicine, right? Like we don't have formal education in financial, in real estate, in other areas, right? Like so, it happened the same with me, right? Like when I came to the U.S. and I wanted to invest in real estate, I didn't know better, right? Like like the way that I thought it was the only way to invest in real estate was in single family houses or residential real estate. After a couple of years that I did more education, I found out about many other things. You are listening to the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show, the podcast dedicated to empowering you to invest for your family's future. Listen in to learn about different strategies successful investors use to live their best lives. Whether you are starting out on your real estate wealth building journey or a seasoned investor looking for the next unfair advantage, this is the show for you. Each conversation will help you be more savvy when it comes to understanding how to leverage real estate to achieve your goals and live an extraordinary life. Your host is none other than seasoned investors and power couple, Jose and Khadija Jafferji, founders of the Savvy Real Estate Group, where we have been helping passive investors grow their wealth and getting them one step closer to financial freedom since 2008. Hey, fellow Savvy Real Estate Investors. I'm really excited today. We have Harry Nima Zagara on our show today. Harry is a pulmonary and critical care medicine physician, but also a real estate investor and a co-founder of Nima Equity, uh, which is a multifamily real estate syndication company based out of uh, Dallas. Yeah, so after having children, Harry and his wife, who are both physicians, saw the value in creating time and financial freedom for themselves by investing in real estate. You know, obviously coming from really busy corporate backgrounds in the medical field, time was definitely an issue. You know, Harry and his wife started investing in real estate and they have experience in residential rental properties. They currently own and manage nine properties across the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. But Harry is also a general partner in over 700 multifamily units in four different states in the United States. And, you know, they help other physicians who are going through the exact same strife, earn passive income, lower their taxes, and really just achieve financial freedom through passive investments in uh, multifamily properties. So definitely worth a listen. Uh, Here's Harry. Hey, savvy real estate investors. We've got uh, Harry Nima Zagaro on our show today. I'm really excited because he's going to be the first physician turned real estate investor on our show. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Before we get into it, why don't we... I always ask, what made you switch to becoming a real estate investor since you were already a successful physician in um, permanent critical care? Correct? Yes, that's correct. Hey, thanks so much, guys, for having me here. I'm very honored and uh, very excited too. Yes, yes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like, uh, well, I have to say that uh, I'm still a physician. I, I mean, I haven't left like my, my, my nine to five job yet. And, and, and the reason is like because I still enjoy like medicine and I like, like uh, what I do. It's just like at some point I wanted to have options. I wanted to have other source of income. 
and like and yeah, we we started in real estate a couple of years ago, uh, initially in uh, in single family houses, and now in commercial real estate, specifically in apartment complex syndication. And uh, and like like and yeah, we we have really enjoyed these last uh, four to five years working together with other people, and also benefiting from uh, everything that that real estate brings us. Right. That's yeah. amazing. For sure. So, um, you know, maybe walk us through that journey. Like when did you guys start investing? What was your first property and sort of what made you look into real estate as opposed to other investment vehicles out there? Yes. Yes. So we actually are, are not from the U S we are, we are from South America. My, my wife and I, we both are from Peru. We both are physicians. So we came to the U.S. about 15 years ago in order like to continue our training also because we wanted to be physicians here in the U.S. And uh, uh, yeah, again, like we started like kind of early. We had uh, family members back in Peru who had invested in real estate. Uh, they may have not had like a full like college education, like a higher education, but the different ventures and including real estate. And we witnessed uh, how that helped them like to, uh, like again, to help family and also like to go ahead in life. So when we came to the U.S. and even in training, we were very interested already. I mean, it's again, like we didn't know how to do real estate here in the U.S. I mean, it's, it's very different in every, in every country. Like you, you, you guys are in Canada like in, and also like I assume it's different, right? Like, so uh, we, we came here initially, we were in training. We didn't have the much time initially, but we wanted to get educated. So we uh, start going like into websites, blogs, podcasts like yours, uh, bigger pockets. I mean, all these big websites and, uh, we got educated. I mean, of course we arrived in 2007, 2008 when there was like the crash of real estate, like in, in the U S like, and across the world too, like after a couple of years. So it was not probably not the best time to get started on that. But after a couple of years, uh, we were moving very often every three to four years because of our training. Uh, we were going from Pennsylvania to Virginia and, uh, we wanted to buy a property for us initially. And, and, the, and the reason was we, we, we didn't want to continue renting in that moment. We, we wanted to buy something for us and we wanted to explore re- real estate in that moment. So initially we bought like a property, like a small townhouse. It was actually like a short sale. Uh, like at that point, we haven't heard about like that, that word before short sale, right? Like, so, uh, we, we, we thought actually it was like a streamlined fast process, right? Like short sale. I mean, actually it was like all the opposite. It was like a very complicated process. And, uh, we, we actually closed on the property probably two to three days before we needed to move to Virginia. So it was a little bit stressful, but we, we, we learned from that. So we, we bought the property and, and we were in Virginia for my training for three years. And after three years, uh, we were moving to Texas then. So we, we took the decision. We wanted to sell the property because initially we didn't know that we could do other things like uh, with, with, with real estate, right? So we sold the property and we found out like uh, we, we made a very nice profit actually from, from that sale. So, and also then later when we were uh, in South Texas, we were in South Texas for two years uh, for a private practice type of practice that I had there. We also uh, were considering buying like a, like a house. Uh, we actually bought a piece of land and we're trying to build something there. But after a couple of years, we moved to Dallas and we also sold uh, that piece of land. And it also had appreciated probably over 20% in just two years, right? Like, so we were very primed when we came here to, to Dallas forward, right? Like, and after uh, we arrived to Dallas, we, we, we really loved the area. I mean, like, and our kids also love their school and like our neighborhood. 
So we decided like first to buy our first, uh, like, like our, the, the house we were living in this moment. And then after just a couple of months, we bought our first investment property. Wow. And um, I wanted to know before you got into real estate, did you do any kind of, I know you mentioned blogs and other stuff, but did you, you know, take any formal, not formal, but like any training courses to buy real estate or invest in real estate? Uh, no, not, not really. I mean, I was just trying to, to get as much as information and education from everywhere. Right. Like, and, and because also I was in training, it didn't give me that much time. Like, I mean, you can imagine like a physician in training, you sometimes need, need to do like over 80 hours a week or something like that. So like, and our kid, like he was, uh, probably, uh, he was born, uh, when I was starting like the fellowship. So, I mean, all, all the time that I had, like was devoted to, 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 to my wife and my kids. So, but, but, but yeah, I mean, after we finished training and uh, we started like uh, in a practice, I had a little bit, bit, bit more of time. So that's when I started like this extra education. And at the end, I decided just, just to jump in and, and, and do my first transaction in real estate. Right. So when you came to, uh, from Peru to, uh, the U S, um, you had, you were not specialized in something like, uh, and then you ended up specializing in the, uh, preliminary and critical care, correct? Yes, that's correct. So when, uh, when you come to the U.S. as a physician, first, like you need to take uh, a couple of tests, like at least there are like three to four uh, exams, which, which, which are called like the USMLE. And then like, uh, I mean, after you pass all these exams, you need to come like and uh, like apply for, an, uh, for, for a job, right? Like in the residency, it's kind of like a job interview. So you initially do three years of what is called residency, right? Like, which, which is the basic training for a physician, right? Like in, in my case, it was internal medicine. And after those three years, if you decide to subspecialize, you, you can go again into any other specialty, right? Like in my case, it was boom, critical care. It can be cardiology, it can be renal, I mean, any other specialty. And is your wife uh, in the same uh, specialty as well? No, I mean, actually she's, uh, in family medicine. She, she's in family medicine. So, so, so she loved that, uh, interaction like, uh, in the office with, with her patients and, and to follow them like, uh, for a longer period of time. Like, like in my case, it's more like in the hospital, right? Like in and out and, uh, like many times, like in the ICU and pump consults and all of that. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's actually quite commendable. And, uh, for those listeners that, you know, even with a s extremely fast paced, uh, demanding career, it's still possible. If, if, you know, if there's a will, there's a way, right? So there was clearly some, some big why as to what, you know, why you guys wanted to do this and it propelled you forward. So, you know, what was it like, what was the pain point? What was the reason that, you know, you were so, so passionate and obviously have spent a lot of time outside of your busy careers, you know, educating yourself, learning and, and even implementing all this. Maybe you can share that with us. Yes, absolutely. We as physicians, we go through a lot of education. We spend many, many years and uh, again in college, in medical school, and that happens everywhere, right? Like that happens in Peru, in the US, in Canada, everywhere. And then after, I mean, all that training, you feel you're safe or you feel you're ready for life. And that's not necessarily the case all the time, right? Like, uh, I mean, like you, 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 you finish and you have spent so much time and so, 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 so much of your life. And then like you, you get out and you find yourself sometimes with a lot of depth, right? Sometimes like, again, like you are already in your late twenties or in your thirties and you want to start to build up your family. You may want to buy a house. You may want to start a practice. And then you find yourself that you're like behind, right? Like, so 
So there's like a lot of stressors in that moment. But also when you start your practice or when you work in the hospital or you, or you work for a system, right? Like you find out that you don't necessarily control your life. You don't necessarily control your destiny. And uh, yes, that, that's correct. We physicians, we are high income earners, but at the same time, I mean, there's, there's this phrase that's very important to me. Like it's not what you make, it's what you keep at the end of the day, at the end of the year. Right. Where many, many high professionals are taxed at the highest level. Right. Like, so it, it can be 30, 35, up to 40%. And depending on which state you are, it may be even higher. Right. Like, so, so we struggle with, with these things at the same time. And, and just to finish like this, the, this idea, I many times I find myself that I'm working in, in very difficult moments, right? Like, so I'm a critical care physician and I could be, for example, like a, a GI doctor or, or an emergency department doctor, right? And um, I find out that I need to work on the weekends. I need to work at night. I need to work, like, for example, when my son or my kids have like a basketball or baseball game or when someone has like a, a, like a family party or something like that. And that hurts, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult when you're not able like to, to control your time or to control your destiny. No, that's uh, that's those are such great points, and and um, you know, uh, it, kudos to you that you you took the action and you kind of s- envision yourself that hey, this is a path that I don't want to continue on, and you did something about it, which you know a lot of people they they get too comfortable because they're earning such a high salary, they they may not consider doing something else after they spend so much of their life dedicated to becoming physicians, right? And, and specialty physicians as well. So, you know, it's, uh, congratulations, uh, on, uh, all your, thank you. Thank you. No, yeah. And, and, um, there's something that I have discovered over these last five years that I'm in real estate. Now that I see the benefits of real estate, that I see that how that is helping us, uh, in our regular life, I enjoy my work more. I mean, I go, like I go to work, I go to, to the hospital and I, and I enjoy my, my, my work more because I know that I have options. I go to work and I go to the hospital because I want to, not, not, not because I have to. Yeah, yeah. no, that's such a great point and a different perspective. Um, I, I wanted to, you know, something you touched on was, uh, was uh, taxes. And can you, can you kind of walk us through, uh, you mentioned like, in, in same thing in Canada, Canada is even slightly higher tax brackets with, with for high income earners. You, you are close to 50% here. How does the, how does the uh, investing in real estate benefit from a tax perspective? Yes, yes. So we have witnessed this with uh, residential real estate, but even more with commercial real estate. As, as, as you know, we have initially a background in residential real, real estate and uh, we're landlords actually, like my wife and I, we, we own like uh, properties here in the DFW area, right? Like, so when, that, when you have that, you can apply depreciation to your cash flow, to your income from the houses that gets exponentially better with a commercial real estate and multifamily with apartment complexes. As, 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 as I tell that to my investors and to other people who work in this area, right? Like in commercial real estate, uh, specifically in, multi, in multifamily and apartment complexes, we have kind of similar, right? Like as residential real estate, like we have like the depreciation, but we have other things, right? Like, uh, like uh, cost segregation and also bonus depreciation that helps us to decrease all, all our taxes, right? And that's very important at the end of the day. Yeah. So, I mean, um, maybe an example as to, 
let's say somebody's earning, I don't know, I'm just throwing a number out there, $100,000 a year. Um, you know, I know it would be dependent on every single situation, but uh, in terms of percentage-wise, is there a certain calculation or um, general idea on how much taxes they would be able to save? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm not a CPA, and I cannot give any advice about that. Like, but 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 as an example, right? Like, so in in most of our and and I I'm telling you this because we also invest passively in real estate, and so that's one of our main things, right? Like, so we're active in real estate, but we also love to invest passively in real estate, right? Like, so if I'm a passive investor, for example, right? Like, so if I put 100k like in a syndication, right? Like, so. I expect that all that cash flow initially because of the depreciation, right? Like the bonus segregation initially is not going to affect it by taxes in the first four or five years, right? Like, so for example, if, if my general sponsor tells me, Hey, yeah, I mean, we, we have this project and we initially expect to get like 8% like every year, probably that 8% from the $100,000, which is around like $8,000 is going to be free of taxes. Again, like, there's something that we need to keep in mind, right? Like uh, the the IRS will allow you to delay, but they are not gonna have to for they're gonna not gonna forget that, right? Like so, and and that's also something important that I tell my investor and my friends who go with me, right? Like it's it's great to not to pay the taxes like initially in the four or five years, but at the end of the cycle you need to be prepared, right? Like and how you get prepared? You talk with your CPA, you talk with your financial advisor, and how can you do when when you get like uh when you sell the property or the asset? Yeah, for sure. So I mean, it sounds like you know now you've taken sort of a, a more a larger approach, and not only are you looking to use this method for yourself, but sounds like you're you know you have a YouTube channel uh, looking to educate other people. Primarily, I'm I'm guessing maybe geared towards people who are physicians as well. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. What's what's sort of your your mission, and and what are you what are you up to right now with respect to real estate? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so what happens is that again, like um, I I think I mentioned this point at the beginning, like we we physicians are highly educated, like, but specifically in medicine, right? Like we don't have formal education in financial and real estate in other areas, right? Like, so it happened the same with me, right? Like when I came to the U.S. and I wanted to invest in real estate, I didn't know better, right? Like, like the way that I thought it was the only way to invest in real estate was in single family houses or residential real estate. After a couple of years that I did more education, I found out about many other things, right? Like, so, uh, in, like, including what we, my, what my wife and I are doing right now, which is commercial real estate and syndications, right? So uh, we discover again, like, this has helped us a lot. We, we're very grateful and blessed that we're in a great position right now. And, uh, we enjoy investing passively, but, uh, but I think we have also like kind of like a mission in life to share this knowledge, to share this education to other people, right? Like, and, and we really enjoyed like, talking about this with, with friends, with colleagues, and just to try to explain to the, them to, that there's other ways to invest in life, right? Like, I mean, like, so most physicians uh, know like about like stocks, bonds, uh, the 401ks, but they don't know better, right? Like they, 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 they don't know. And when they hear about like investing in real estate, they, they may think, oh, I mean, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to be a landlord. I'm going to be receiving these phone calls like at 2 a.m. in the morning, like with, with, with a problem in the house. But yeah, no, I mean, there's other ways, right? Like there's other ways to invest passively and to get good uh, rewards and to benefit from the tax benefits of real estate. Yeah, yeah no, that's amazing. You know, for, for our listeners um, that don't know, maybe describe to us what exactly is a syndication. Yes. 
And and this is something that uh, probably over sixty or seventy percent of the time I need like to explain like to to people when 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 I talk to about like investing in real estate, right? So I mean, it's it sounds like a fancy word, right? Like syndication. I've never heard heard about that before. But uh, I mean, it's actually like simple, right? Like it's it's mainly group investment, right? Like so, a group of people with a similar intention, we get together to invest and to buy a, a larger asset that otherwise we wouldn't be able like to buy. Right. Like, and, and the reason is because these apartment complexes are like multi-million dollar uh, properties. Right. We get together. Uh, there's active and there's passive investors. Right. Like the active investors are usually people like me or like other people who have been in the business years and years and they have a lot of experience and many of them do this full time. Right. So, so we do all the work up front, but, but, but of course we need the help from other people, like our passive investors, right. Like to raise the capital and to together buy this apartment complex. Right. Like, and, and, and what I love about this is like, again, we all are partners. We all are owners of this property or project. Right. Like, and at the end of the day, uh, we all get like the benefits of that. Right. Like, and, and also what I love about this is like, again, like how we structure these deals is that if the property does fine, we get all, we get rewarded. And if it does better, we all also get uh, a better returns, like the active and the passive investors. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, Jose touched on a little bit, but, and you, you spoke about it too, that, you know, a lot of people, not just physicians, but people who are specialists in a lot of uh, high income roles, they don't unfortunately have the time. They, they just don't seem to have the time to be educated about other things, especially financial education. It's not their fault. You know, when you're so laser focused and spend so many years doing one single thing, uh, you just don't have the exposure to these other things. It's almost like you're living in almost like a bubble, right? Like you're, you're, you're just very, very focused on this one thing. So, and, and, you know, the high income, it, it does create that, that perception of like golden handcuffs, right? It's like a lot of people who earn a, a very high income, they have a lot of disposable income. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of money in their bank. Uh, they end up spending a lot of it. Uh, instead of investing it, because buying luxury cars, luxury cars, and, luxury um, homes, homes, and and eventually uh, become more and more dependent on that income because of those spending habits. So it is a bit of a it can turn into a negative cycle and one that creates, uh, you know, like you said, negativity towards your profession because you know at some point you're almost forced to go to work because you need the money and you're so dependent on that high income as well. So I think that that's. That's really important because, yeah, maybe talk us talk to us about that. I mean, your wife was a physician. We talked about this a little bit before we started. Uh, she has now exited from her role. I'm assuming maybe because of of, of because, partly because of real estate and maybe because of family reasons. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> and actually, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, like we're we're doing great and all of that, but again, at some point, we were struggling, like in terms of time, right? Like I have a full time job. My wife has a full time job. We also have a company for residential real estate with nine properties in the DFW, and we also, like a year and a half ago, we started this syndication apartment complex uh, company, right? <laughs> And we have two kids. We, we have like a six and a 10 year old kid, right? Like, and, and they're very active at the sports and they have parties on the weekends and we also have friends, right? So, uh, it was, it was very difficult for all of us. So we took like the decision and, and also she was not completely happy at her job because of, 
I mean, other reasons, right? So, I, I mean, it's too much job work. And again, like um, you don't get rewarded uh, well all the time. So she decided like to, to take a break and now like to focus initially more on, the, on, on like on our kids. And um, to be honest with you, that has been like a great decision, the best decision that we have, could have taken. She's uh, enjoying her time and, and our kids love it. Right. Like, and, and just lately in the last two, three months, she, she's taking a little bit more active role in real estate too. I mean, actually this, this, there's a property that we just got under contract not so long ago in Dallas forward for uh, like an apartment complex. And she is actively involved in the, in the acquisition of that property. So now we get to work together, which is great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, we, we, we see all these things. And I mean, there's a point again, like when you need to, follow like again like what makes you happy right like if if you're kind of trapped like in some place where where uh, again like you just as, as you mentioned you 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 go because you have to right like you're in a paycheck to paycheck like in order like to pay your bills i mean like there's 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 something wrong there right so yeah we're we're taking that approach she's she's she has now way more time free for for the kids and uh yeah we're we're enjoying it no, that's amazing. And um, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into your current deal that you're working on, um, just so for our audience to get familiar what what type of asset it is and how many units, perhaps uh, what you know on a high level, what is the, the value add uh, uh, for that specific deal? Yes, absolutely. I mean, of course, I cannot give completely details about that because it's a 506b like uh offering but yeah so like our group like uh, we work together with other um active investors and we are usually focused like again in the uh southeast and the midwest uh, us right which are like the landlord friendly states and are like the states where more migration is going right like there's more jobs there's job diversity which is very important for for real estate to continue growing right like so and in real estate we have in commercial real estate multifamily we have different assets right like class a b and c and d even right a are like the nicest apartments like the one-year-old two-year-old apartments super nice uh, uh b are like a little bit older c are older and need like some renovations right we focus mainly uh, mainly on c-class apartment complexes which are like the apartment complexes that are like over 30 years old and uh they they, they may need some renovations in order like to get them to kind of standard like like around in, in the area Right. Like, so we focus on that and, and that's our business model. Right. Like, uh, and with that, we, 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 we believe we get like, uh, the best of both worlds. Right. Like we, we get some, uh, cash flow, but also we get appreciation. Right. Like, and we try to pass that, that benefits to our investors. Right. Like, so, so in this moment, like, again, like we, we were very, we're, we're very grateful that we were able like to partner with two partners that we worked before in the past, but uh, we work in a kind of like a smaller role, right? Like, and, and, and that's what I always tell like, like other people, be intentional on what you do, right? Like, so, I mean, like when, when, when you work with someone, like tell this other person, I mean, like, hey, I like how you work. I want to work with, with you in the future and things may happen, right? Like, so with them, like I worked initially in a project last year and um, we got along very well and we became friends and now like we're working together as the lead sponsors in this, in this project in, in, in Dallas forward. So, so yeah, we're very excited about it. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. And, and in, um, you know, fairly short amount of time, you are now up to, uh, around almost 800 units in, uh, various different States. Um, and, and you were able to help other physicians along the way, uh, 
get involved and and you know able to uh, help them get create passive income. So you know that it's quite amazing uh, what you've been up to uh, in the last uh, few years. Yeah, tell us. I mean, how? What's your secret? Like, how do you balance? I mean, busy physician, uh, family life, uh, all these rental properties, syndications. I mean, uh, how how do you how do you? What's your day like? What how do you keep yourself going? Yes, uh, well, kind of similar as I tell my investors, right, like, or any passive investor, I leverage people, right? Like, like, like. Uh, so, for example, in residential real estate, I leverage my property manager, right? Like, so, so he's my right hand, and he helps me in everything, right? Like, we 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 still spend some some time, like uh, every week, like talking about problems and all of that. But yeah, he helps me a lot in commercial real estate, we also leverage other people, right? Like, so we leverage experts and, and real estate professionals that have been doing this for years and are doing this full time. I cannot compete with that, right? Like because I'm a physician and also I'm a dad and I have also like other things going on. So I get the help from other people, right? Like, and, and I'm very lucky in, in, in the sense that my job, like, I mean, I mean, it's a full-time job still like in the hospital, I pull my critical care. But um, we work 16 days out of the, the month. So I still have like the other 13 or 14 days to, to do these other things that I enjoy. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. So 16 days, is that um, you, like, how long are the shifts? Uh, they're long. <laughs> <laughs> they're long shifts. They're, they're like eight to 12 hour shifts. Yes. But, but yeah, I mean, like it's, it's, it's the nature of our job. Uh, I mean, like, uh, we're, we're fortunate that we have like a lot of help. We, we are in, like in a big institution. We have like a residence fellows, medical students, we have nurse practitioners and we are all work, work together. Right. Like, and, and, and this is something that I like, I actually love from commercial real estate that we, we, we have a team, right? Like, and we work like as a team, right? Like, and we, and we have different people with different expertise and backgrounds and we all chip in like, and, 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 and work together in the project. It's kind of similar as what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing in the hospital, right? Like, so I'm a physician and I get like the help with the nurses, with the, with the respiratory therapies, with the dietitian, mm-hmm. with the pharmacist. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it all makes sense to me. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I know for sure. And it's true. I mean, syndication can be uh, compared to a team sport, right? It is very much a team sport and, you know, work together to win. And, uh, you know, even even the, the limited partners and the investors who come on board, you know, they, they're, they're given, you know, for those listeners, I mean, they're given an equity position in the deal. So uh, any big wins are shared, shared by everybody. So that's that's the beauty of the whole model is, um, you know, Everybody's believe believes in the same cause and is working towards the same goals, which is ultimately so everybody can have the best possible returns. Yes. And and that's something that I always tell my investors. We are partners in this. We are co-owners. And also I work for you. Right. So I want to 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 let them know about that. Mm-hmm. I you know what I wanted to know was um you you've got uh you know nine properties in Dallas Fort Worth area. Why not continue with that same model? What made you switch to, hey, like, I, I, I want to do syndications now. It just makes much better sense in terms of from many different aspects. What made that switch? Yes. Yeah. So we started like uh, with single family houses and very quickly in a couple of years, we went, went up to a good number of properties. And then uh, we found ourselves at the end of the year uh, struggling with, again, like these things like taxes, insurance, mortgages, all of that. And also at the end of the day, all, all the decisions, all the responsibilities and liabilities 
are ours, right? Like, so if anything happens to any of those houses, it's our responsibility. Right? It's very different as when you are a passive investor. Again, like uh, you don't have any liability if something goes wrong with the property that again, like God forbid, there's something that, that can happen and lives happen, right? Uh, the, the, the other thing is that we find commercial real estate and multifamily a better way to scale up, right? Like, so when, when you have 10 properties, you may find yourself like driving around the city and trying like to, to take care of like your all different properties that you have. When, when you have uh, a, like a building, like, right, like an apartment complex, all, all the units are in the same place. That saves you a lot of time, a lot of money. Also, uh, contrary to many people think, property management is, is easier and, and, and less expensive for, for bigger uh, apartment complexes, right? Like, uh, like, like everyone else, like a property manager charges nine to 10% like, uh, per, per single family house. In, in commercial real, real estate, it's three to four percent. So that's like a big difference, big, big difference, right? Like uh, also overall and across many years, commercial real estate is way more stable than residential real estate. And even now, like the, the, the rates, the interest rates for commercial real estate are actually lower than the, the residential real estate. So, so that tells you like an idea of how, how banks and institutions look at, at commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day, everyone needs a place to live and we're providing, you know, workforce housing, uh, which is what uh, you're doing as well, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and you, you always also want to be fair, right? Like you, you want to provide good and safe housing to someone who, who's working hard, like who wants a good place to live for, for him or her or, and, and, and his or her family. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, no, I, we've, we learned so many great things. I think this is, this was a real, it was a really great episode. I think that we were looking forward to hearing the perspective of, you know, real estate is truly for everybody. Uh, even those who are extremely high income earners, even those who are busy professionals, like there is ways to utilize or be involved in real estate. And I think syndications are such a beautiful model for that. So, you know, I think it's great that you're doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, helping other people, helping other people and educating other people on, you know, the alternative investment models out there, as opposed to, like you said, the, the old age of like stocks and bonds and, and just mutual funds, which is what pretty much everybody else is, is gravitating to. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> um, before we, before we end today, um, you know, we always like to ask our guests, is there sort of like a quote or a saying that resonates with you or, or, or sort of speaks to you that you'd like to share with us? Uh, yes. Yes. So, and this is something that, um, I also tell my, my two sons, like kind of often, right? Like, um, overnight success takes years, right? Like, so, so, so many people <laughs> see people that are succeeding in life and say like, oh, they're lucky or they're, they they were just there in that moment. But no, they haven't seen, I mean, all the huge effort, uh, long days, long nights that, that people have spent there, right? Like, and, and, and this is for, for, for example, something that, that I tell my son, right? Like he, so he plays basketball, right? Like, and he, and he plays actually good now, right? Because he has practiced like for years and years. And when he goes to a game and, and he scores like many, many, many baskets, like, like people say like, oh, he's, he's great and he's awesome and all of that. But he has spent so many hours and years and doing that. And many people don't see that. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. 
Yeah, um, it's like success is not a sprint, right? It's a marathon. Yeah, yeah. Um, it takes a long time. You gotta time. train and, and, you know, you gotta keep that endurance and you gotta keep going. Yes, so, and, 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 and not every day is gonna be a good day. There are, there are good and bad days, but you just need for to sure. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think that people need to talk about that too, because everybody talks about all the highlights all the time, right? But yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, I'm sure you have your challenges and your, you know, your difficult days too. All and, of us. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I know, Harry, it was, uh, it was, it was a pleasure getting to know you and speaking with you today. Thank you for sharing with us your journey and all your successes. Where do you see this going for yourself in the next five years? Like, what do you, what, what are your goals? Uh, wh- what do you see for your, your, your life and your real estate business? Yes. Yes. So, uh, thank you for the question. So we, we, uh, we love real, real estate and specifically commercial real estate in this moment. So we're, we're big in education. So we will love to continue doing our, uh, YouTube, uh, tutorials in real estate and, uh, also to participating in these kind of great shows like, like yours, uh, podcast and bringing these opportunities and education to other professionals. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Uh, you have NimaEquity.com and uh, your YouTube channel is also uh, called Nima Equity. Yes, yes. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, I mean, like they, they, they can reach us like, at, uh, like, like in our website, just mainly, right? Like uh, NimaEquity.com and I think Nancy, I-M-A Equity.com and our YouTube channel too, that I'll give you the, the link for that. Perfect. Fantastic. We'll put it in our show notes. Yeah, Harry, once again, thanks so much for being on our show. Uh, it was uh, really amazing to talk to you and learn so much about uh, your, your journey so far. Khadija and Jose, thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If you liked this episode, please write a review and share it with us. We are getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase how investors at any level can start using and leverage real estate to become savvy wealth builders. If you want to learn more about how we can potentially help you create more passive income and build your wealth faster, go to www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. Once again, it's www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. All right, that's a wrap. We can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.